Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for another episode of Insurance Now with Rebecca Gordon. Woo! Woo! That's my fan club. We have a live audience today. Hey! And guess what? I'm your host, Rebecca Gordon. Hi! I do have noise effects. Hey guys, I have uh, two special guests with me. Uh, Key Sharples and Leslie Piper Sharples. They are married. As well as my father and sister-in-law. And, and the reason why they're here today because I just can't quite get off my DSNP kick. I've been doing um, I've been doing CE meetings uh, in Ohio and Kentucky, and we're doing more in Indiana, Missouri, and oh lord, uh, a whole bunch of states. And the more I do the meetings, the more uh, passionate. A, the more I learn about the market. Mm -hmm which I learned some really interesting stuff about Medicaid last week. And the more I just want to try to get as many agents as possible in this market. I feel like that is my mission. So you guys write a lot of duels. Yes. So I want to start off just in the beginning. Why did you get into it? Because typically it's a market five, ten years ago, people mm -hmm. really talk badly about it. I had always heard bad things about it, you know. Yeah, I, I got my, um, I get a lot of my um, prospecting done through direct mailings and direct phone calls. And we always had these folks who were de-SNP that we were, you know, we were just running away from. And, you know, it took me a while to feel like I knew what I was doing and, you know, I, I, I wasn't screwing things up. And I asked a lot of questions. Um, but it's it was such a uh, a need. I mean, people uh, are out there, uh, and these programs are just so good. Um, you know, every time I, I I help somebody with a program now, I, I just feel like I'm doing them a real service because it's so much better than straight Medicare and Medicaid. I decided I'm going to try to get on a decent. Now I don't really set. I don't really fit the parameters. Right. I'm 47. Yeah, well. Thank God, I'm not on Medicaid. But their benefits are the best benefits out there. Yeah. I, I Would you agree? They are better yeah. than any other Absolutely. health benefits for seniors on the market. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, even if you have, you know, even if you're a retiree from UAW or the military, it, it is way better, way better than even those programs. It, it, it is shocking. So when, you know, when we're dissecting, well... When we're peeling this onion, that sounds a little better than dissecting. The layers to it. I know agents get tripped up on learning a lot about Medicaid. So I want to ask you guys this quick question because I started polling agents at my meetings. Mm -hmm. Because everything to do with this market is based on what, basically? Medicare and Medicaid together. Together. It's based on your income, right? right. It's an income-driven product. Mm -hmm. So do you always, when you are vetting an agent or a client... So you did a direct mail piece, you call them. Do you, do you ask them how much they make? I go at that indirectly. I start asking them. You know, I do that my whole spiel about, you know, I'm an insurance agent and HIPAA. You don't have to tell me anything. But the more you tell me, the more I'm able to help you. And so I start asking them about their medications. And then I ask them, you know, are you having, how is it with your medications? Are they costing you a lot of money? Are you, how, are you doing okay paying for all that? And so then I, 
I kind of back into asking uh -huh. them about their income without coming straight because they don't necessarily want that straight on question. They want to start talking with you a little bit before they start talking about their income. And then I'll tell them, you know, if you're having trouble paying for your medications, you're not, if you've heard of extra help, you know, are you on Medicaid? And so then we can get into that conversation and it's not as overwhelming for them. Okay. Can and then like, they start talking. What do you do? Most of the time, I'm really slick about it. Most of the time, <laughs> I say, how much do you make a month? Do you, yeah, okay, so you I do ask, ask that. Yeah. Now, okay. if, I, if I don't feel like I've really established the rapport or the level of trust, right. I'll tell them, you know, Indiana has uh, certain levels for Medicaid qualification. Um, do you mind if I ask you what your monthly income is? And the reason why I asked is because I've been asked by agents in different meetings how they start the conversation. And I, when I sold a lot of under 65 or Obamacare, that was my first question was, how much did you yeah. make? And if they would stutter or stammer, I'd say, hey, this is, this is all based around your income. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you tell me, I can go this way or I can go this way. And But I had a lot of people, uh, some agents were worried that it was too harsh. Others were, they were petting to the chase. And so I've just decided to just pull agents and say, what do you do? So one kind of backdoors it, the other one, and it's I, always based on, yeah, on the situation. The but feeling yeah. that you get with the customer. Yeah. But I, I think we're much more uh, concerned about the appearances of how much we make. I mean, they make so little right. that they have to, um, you, they they have to answer that question, you know, quite a bit, I would think. And and then the other thing that I have to do is they when they give me their income, it usually does not include um, the one thirty five fifty for their Medicare Part B if um, if they're paying that. But you know, the decent folks, of course, they wouldn't have to pay that. You know, that's a good point. They're already in uh, a level of society where they have to discuss their income nonstop. That's it. That's a great point because I think a lot of people shy away from that thinking that it would make them feel, or anybody, right? Mm -hmm. Awkward. I don't talk about my money. Da, da, da. But, you know, I have this, I have a sheet right here from Health and Human Services for a client, not of mine, of someone else's who they no longer qualify for extra help because of income. Mm -hmm. So everything that's, I like these little moments when my light bulb goes off. Yeah. That was a light bulb moment. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And and for agents, it's a lot like asking about life insurance or dental vision hearing. You know, we, we get so worked up about, you know, asking the question, but you got to ask the question before you get the sale. So the question is the most important thing. Yeah. It's like figuring out, do I go? And, and it's not? not, it's not something that the customer, you know, gives two shakes about. It's something right. that the agent has worked himself in or herself into a, you know, a, a concern that really it's, it's not, it's right. not there. So agents, if you are new, and the reason why I am so hung up, again, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, carriers are reimbursed 19% more. We saw there were 600 more decent plans in the market this year than the previous wow. year. Wow. And I got that off the internet. You know it's got to be true. You know it's yeah. true. Yeah. That and my French boyfriend. And 75%, yeah, so the, the 600 plans equate into 75% expansion. So... Out in agent land, this is the time right now to, to get into the market. I always say when all this comes around and you think, oh, yeah, I should probably do some duels, you've missed the boat. 
the boat is sailing right now. Yeah. And so I, I like to, A, say there's a ton of people that need the help. B, it's the more I learn about it, it's just not that hard. And it seems like the number one hiccup for agents is uh, asking about how much money do you make. So not a big deal. Just ask them. Yeah. And once you build that rapport, they're just so thankful that you're willing to listen to them and help. You know, all customers are thankful that you help them, but this population is so much more thankful and they need help. Most, many of them need help so much more than the average customer. It's shocking how much more. So I want to know each of your horror stories in this market and what good advice you can give to an agent so maybe it doesn't happen to them. Horror stories. Okay, um, maybe not horror. Uh, <clears throat> well, about big pitfalls or obstacles. Well, you know, one of those moments, I wish I would have known then, yeah. so I wouldn't do it now. Yeah. Like that. I think one question that I've heard in different meetings, decent meetings that I've been in, I think every time I've heard someone raise their hand and ask the question, what do you say to someone who says, well, I have Medicare and Medicaid, why do I need this? You know? And so one of the things that I say to folks is, you know, I understand you have Medicare and Medicaid, but the benefits that you get from this are even greater. And Medicaid is in the business of paying for paying for the bills, but they're not in the business of health care and keeping you healthy. The insurance companies are in the business of keeping you healthy and paying the bills. So the insurance company is going to call you and say, did you get your flu shot? Yeah. And they have a 24 hour nurse line you can call. If it's Sunday night, you're having stomach pains. That's a good idea. Yeah. You can't call Medicaid and say, what should I do? So, (laughs) so that's good. I've never thought of it that way. So here the carriers who are super proactive are going to be way more, uh, what's the word? Caring, what's the word we would use? They're invested in your health. They're invested in your health. And let, let's be real, you know, they do. They'll make more they money. They make more money if and they that's keep a, you healthy, but they're going to keep you healthy. I it's good for love that. I am writing that down. So, America, if you're driving, or let's say you're on the treadmill, I don't know what people do, and you have your little earbuds, write that down somewhere. So, the carriers, by having a carrier insurance company involved, their sole mission is to. Keep you healthy. Keep you healthy. Make you healthier. No, Medicaid's not going to call and make sure you had your yeah. shingle shot, yeah. flu shot. Yeah. I'm going to give you a point for that, Leslie. Excellent. Thank you. Keep. Good luck. Big shoes to fill. Well, one of the one of the things that I wish I'd gotten into earlier was um, applying for extra help and Medicaid for folks that I would visit. And you know, there's a there's a certain amount of time that you can. You know, as a normal Medicare agent, Medicare health insurance agent, that you you can spend with a customer, uh, and you kind of have to relax that with the special needs market. Uh, there, they have so many more needs that you know. If I have an hour and a half for my appointments, and I got to go to the next one, um, you you maybe can't do everything that you need to in that appointment. So you got to circle back around or do it on the phone. I've had folks that um, have qualified. Uh, based on their income for extra help, and I just haven't had the time to uh, or energy to to apply for them because okay? most of them are not on the internet, so the system isn't really uh, conducive to them figuring it out for themselves. So, and I'm at the point now where I can knock out a an extra help uh, LIS application in you know five ten minutes. Right. Or I'll call them back and do it with them on the phone when I get back to the office that evening. 
And of course, that's tagged through to Medicaid. So once you put the extra help in, it alerts Medicaid that, hey, there may be somebody here requiring assistance. And then they start the wheels turning on the Medicaid side. So uh, I have a lot of customers that over the last couple of years, since I've been doing that, you know, they didn't have, I had two this week that I applied for extra help for, and they, you know, definitely qualified for that and or Medicaid based on their, their income. Um, and then, you know, they, I check back with them in a couple of weeks, maybe they've got their extra help, um, four weeks, maybe they've got their Medicaid worked out. Uh, and then now they're in an SEP and we can move them to a, a really um, good program uh, for their particular needs. I was, I was a little bit stunned. So I was doing this meeting last week in uh, Louisville and all the agents there write a ton of this. Mm -hmm. I'm probably the dumbest one there. And I was shocked. Half the agents did not know how to go on to uh, social security and apply yeah. for extra help. Wow. And that it would trigger to Medicaid. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is just if they can get the low income subsidy, that creates an SCP for them. They don't have to have Medicaid to have an SCP. Low income subsidy, there is an SCP. An oh, right, right. 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 So even though they may not qualify for Medicaid, you'll meet some of those people in that group when you're working with that population that some have Medicaid, some don't quite qualify. So you can still get them in for extra help. You just yes. can't enroll in a dual. Mm -hmm. Right. They can't roll in a dual, yeah. but there's still some companies have those plans that are specifically designed for people with low income subsidy. And it um, has a little bit more benefits than the regular. And they'll get a bill and their bill will show the billing amount for the plan. And then it shows a credit for their low income subsidy paying for it. Then is it just one net number? Um and then it shows their zero balance. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, so they, they show a zero balance. But you have to be sure that you get them in the right plan because the low-income subsidy only pays so much towards their plan. Okay. Well, I know Anthem had one. Yeah, Anthem has one, but I, I utilize that one. And do, do you? I, I wasn't really sure how much traction it got because it was I, only in two states. Well, I'm only in Indiana. So. This year. <laughs> yeah. But... So, but the carriers are getting, they're getting creative. And it, uh, Anthem relate to me some areas in Kentucky that they're already have on the docket for expansion, for duels, mm -hmm. nothing, you know. And the market has been, you know, so heavily worked for the last 12, 13 years for the Medicare stuff. You know, they're looking for these new frontiers, I think. Right. To, um, to make some headway in. You're absolutely right. New frontiers. I just picture people in a covered wagon heading west. Really, I see a spaceship. I see. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. funny. Starships. I yeah. wonder what you see, people out in Radio Land. Mm. So, it, so your advice is a. Are you saying, Keith, that you would plan your appointments longer? No, I think um, because of the way I, I run a, a slate of appointments for the day, I, I have somebody who schedules my appointments. I go out there, and I only have so much time. Um, I kind of have to triage the appointments. So. You know, if I, and I can't, you know, dance around how much money you make right. uh, and spend 10 minutes trying to get to, you know, the answer. Right. So, and if, I don't know that I've ever had anybody who's not shared that with me, but if I did, you know, that's fine. I, I'll, I'll move on and maybe I'll circle back around to them later and try and earn their trust. But, um, what I, what I, my original point was that I wish I had started that, 
uh, a lot earlier, uh, contacting people and doing the extra help application and the Medicaid application. Um, and I wish I'd gotten into the Medicaid market a lot earlier. Oh my God, did you just hear that? He wishes he would have gotten in the Medicaid market. You know, it's so funny. So I went to a, uh, I went, when I first put my toe in this market, gosh, a long time ago, and I, I wanted to go to a community meeting. So I went to a community meeting in downtown Indianapolis, mm -hmm. into a neighborhood I normally would not be in. Oh yeah. This was like the, one of the funniest experiences of my life because I had people asleep. I had people who like just, I think one person was like, I don't know, might've been talking to themselves the whole time. It was just so unique and so foreign mm -hmm. that I'm just sitting and I'm laughing to myself because I'm so easily amused. Kind of like, what the hell am I doing? Mm -hmm. And it took a couple of years, I think, it took working in the pantry that kind of brought me around I think getting to know the people better, I didn't get to that. Those folks weren't that friendly to me. Nobody talked to me. Um, a lot of people were just there for food and left. And so it was it was almost easy for me to be a little disenchanted. Like, what the heck? But working in a pantry and, you know, by the time you get your client and you go up and down the rows and by the time you're done, uh, they're giving you hugs and you realize that they're on disability or they're a vet or they, one of my customers had stroke and she had, she was a big earn income earner mm -hmm. and was now on disability. And oh, man, yeah. by the time you get done with them, you're like, holy cow, yeah. I will do anything to help you. Yeah. They're definitely a population that needs help. I had a referral the other day from one of my decent customers for his brother and his wife was on um, hospice with cancer. Her, oh. So we couldn't touch her policies or anything, but he had lost his Medicaid because he was legally, he had been declared legally blind. So he couldn't get his driver's license. He probably couldn't read his paperwork to send it yeah. back in. So he lost his Medicaid. Mm -hmm. And then they were going to do surgery on his eyes, but he couldn't afford it because he had lost his insurance. Oh my God. And then to top it off, his dog had chewed up his dentures. Oh my God! This is a man who really needed help. So yeah, I helped him uh, reapply for LIS, and that automatically goes to Medicaid. And so I'm trying but to get his. It would make a great country music. I was song. just thinking that. Like <laughs> yeah. that is one of the saddest country songs I've ever heard. I know. Yeah. I know, right? So they're definitely a population that needs handholding. Throw some whiskey in that story. <laughs> so if you guys are going to, um, how how are you planning on really? marketing to this public this year? Do you have new ideas? I know you both have done stuff with the clinics in Indiana, the Oak Street clinics. I know you do a lot of mailers. I know you get a lot of referrals and perhaps you're simply out of time. You guys are both super busy nonstop. But I think you always have time to wreck for business. Amen, brother. Yeah. That was a trick Hallelujah. question. Yeah. Thank well, you, Jesus. But I think in any community, there are going to be some of those clinics that are connected to that population. If you can connect with those clinics. How you guys are really good at connecting with just the community and your outreach work, your investment work in the community like Good Samaritan. So I always promote Good Samaritan that if people want to get into kind of, it's, it's kind of like that secret door in Narnia, the closet, right? Mm -hmm. The Narnia closet. That's that's what I feel like this. 
population is. It wasn't until I hooked up with Good Samaritan mm -hmm. that I opened that door and walked through and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I had no idea all of this was here. How, and Keith, you're super active because you keep trying to recruit me <laughs> to do more. You'd be great. I would be great in about 10 years. What, uh, ex explain to the, the audience out there why that is so important. Well, you know, there are, all kinds of organizations in your community that that are directed towards helping these special need populations, and because we're um, you know we're in a different cir uh, social circle, we don't you know we don't see this. Right. You know, it's the stuff behind behind the curtain. Um, but once you start pulling the curtain back, you'll realize. I mean, we live in Hamilton County, one of the richest counties in the country, and there are people who you know kids who go to bed hungry every night. Um, just try and plug in with these organizations and, um, and, and you always talk about this, about how, um, you know, you need to get in with the organizations and meet the people without, um, you know, with an open heart, you know, you, you don't go into, uh, this kind of, um, servant sort of, um, leadership with the idea that it's going to result in more sales for me, right. you know, and then you get introduced to people who, have a common interest in, you know, the public good. And, you know, we really, as an insurance agent, I never lose sight of the fact that I can really help people uh, live a better a better life, you know? And that's why I love the dual population because, you know, there's just so much that we can help them with. It, 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 it is exciting. It, I, I drink the Kool-Aid. I drink the Kool-Aid every day. Well, my next podcast, guys, I'm going to be interviewing Pastor Fred from the food pantry where we all volunteer and really looking through his eyes at his customers and what they need and how we all can better serve them. And it's funny because you can also, in addition to feeling really good and doing a super awesome good deed, make a lot of money. When you see Pastor Fred, <laughs> ask him about pull-ups. Ask him about pull-ups. I, I told you to ask him about his pull-ups. Anyway, so anyway. Does Fred wear pull-ups? You're going to have to ask <laughs> All him. All right. <laughs> Folks, you're going to have to you're, you're gonna have to come back and listen to the next podcast about Fred and his pull-ups. But I am going to leave this one bit of information with you. I learned this last week. That Medicaid, your food stamps, do not pay for toilet paper, mm -hmm. paper towels, uh, laundry, detergent. laundry detergent. And so if you are looking at doing more with housing centers um, and you're doing a bingo night or whatever you're getting on their events, those are great giveaways. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense because I always thought it was funny. At the pantry, they limit the toilet paper. And that people always take the toilet. I just, yeah. I thought people were being cheap. I had, yeah. I didn't know yeah. until... They don't pay for toilet paper. Yeah. Fascinating. All right, everybody, look. If you're looking to get more into this market, and you should. If you don't, I want you to send me your address, and I'm going to drive to you, and I'm going to just shake you lightly, and then I'm going to ask you again about re-getting into this market because it's completely the trifecta. You're helping tons of people. The benefits are ridiculous. The benefits yeah. are better in this market than any other market of healthcare. Frankly, it makes no sense to me. And you get paid. I mean, holy cow.
Um, so send me your comments. If you guys have any specific questions for Keith and Leslie, I'm telling you what, they're pioneers. They've been doing this forever. Uh, feel free. My email is Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A at GordonMarketing.com. You can also uh, comment on my LinkedIn page. Be sure to like my podcast and share it. We put a lot of great content out to help uh, the independent agent write more business, do things the right way, fight crime, all that good stuff. So, Leslie Keith, thank you for being here. Hey, thanks. Thank you for having us. To quote my favorite movie, Gladiator, Strength and Honor. Thank you. Very welcome. And everybody, I'll talk to you soon. Good selling.